0: Hello there. My name's Mark, aka the Canardian, and this is episode twenty-seven of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, by my Holocron Chronicle shirt-wearing co-pilot, Charlie Mother Flippin Carden. Charlie, how are you doing tonight? John Fucking
1: Kennedy. Oh, you missed it. In the <laughs> you missed it in the pre-roll. I was talking. I was giving giving props to another podcast. No, oh, I'm doing good. I am uh, recovering. You guys thought I was making a drug reference, but I'm recovering from uh, getting both the flu shot and the COVID booster yesterday. It kind of knocked me out for today. So I'm drink free, which is usually not how I choose to podcast. I choose to podcast drink drink full. Uh, So hopefully sober, Charlie. Hopefully that doesn't make me less interesting. Uh, maybe it makes me more interesting. I have no idea. We're gonna find out. It's an adventure. Buckle in. You know what?
0: I was gonna razz you a little and say you couldn't possibly get less interesting, but uh, no, I'm not gonna do that because you're all you're all drugged up and recovering from your your double shots. Uh, but <laughs> you may have heard a chuckle there. We have a very special guest. I'm super excited to welcome Chris from CRSabers.ca to the podcast. Chris, how you doing tonight?
2: Uh, Chilling like a villain, a little bit of villain. Let me just get that off. Sorry about that. Uh Oh, Oh, look at this! He is too busy for our bullshit. Excuse me. I I know. know. (laughs) Time is money, people. I mean, it's hard taking over a galaxy. How much a star destroyer costs nowadays?
1: (laughs) I know, man. Ouch! You got an ATM in that? You got an ATM in that chest pack, bright?
0: (laughs) I'm not telling you.
2: (laughs) Got to keep my secrets, right?
0: so that's 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 giving some stuff away from you just made a whole bunch of like dark side empire references this might play into to some uh some questions i have for you later but first off chris you run like i said crsabers.ca we're going to get into that in a second but i want to learn about the man behind the sabers tell us about your star wars origin story
2: uh yeah so basically i started uh star wars back in the uh late 80s uh i'm an 86er so probably 89, 91, somewhere around there. Started on the VHS, loved it. I mean, my father, he's not really into the sci-fi too much, except for the aliens, which I took on to. I mean, if we're going to put an F-bomb in any movie, I think it belongs in aliens. Let's fucking rock! Yeah, uh, (laughs) That's actually going to be one of our crossovers eventually that we're doing is a uh, Xenomorph uh, saber.
1: I say we take off the site
2: from orbit. Yeah, it right? <laughs> it's the only that's way awesome. to be safe. Um, so the emitter is going to be the mouth open with the ex- small mouth coming out. and then the, blade out of that. uh, the body insane. itself. It's not going to have any arms or legs or anything. And uh, it's going to be coming off into uh, the offshoot of the tail, but just the end piece of the tail with that nice spike curved over. Then we're uh, going to be adding a second uh, possible pommel uh, where it comes over as a cut right? Oh, for holding. Uh, that's one of our plans.
1: That's crazy. But anyway, yeah.
2: um, back to the origin story. So basically we, uh, how it works out is that, you know, I've had that passion a little bit of a nerd most of my life. Uh, COVID hit. I was a uh, business developer for that. Before uh, that, I was a CFO. Um, sorry, not CFO. I was a board of directors for a, a neurological uh, nonprofit to help them out with that. Damn. Did that for about seven years. Wanted a break because I've done that, so I went into business development, uh, and then COVID hit. Can't really do contract deals when uh, you can't go and shake hands or anything, go into the you know offices and such, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Took the last little bit of money I had and started a lightsaber company since a certain company, I'm not going to name names, I wasn't happy with their products, and we chose that we could do it better.
1: Well, I, th- I think we yeah. might actually be talking about that company in a little while, but uh... <laughs>
0: <Uh-oh>. <laughs> we'll see we'll we'll see maybe uh there's there's there are a lot of lightsaber companies out there but uh i i appreciate you coming on and talking about your specific ones and and i love a lot of your your designs i think they're really cool like i said we're going to get into that but i have a couple more star wars origin questions that i need to i need to grill you on first just to get a sense of who you are as a fan so start off the big one what's your favorite movie
2: Star Wars movie. A lot of people dislike it, but I still love the Phantom Menace. I mean, it had so many iconic scenes. Even Jar Jar had his merits. We could have done without him, but you know, you got to keep him. Yeah,
0: I mean, eighty six. So I'm I'm eighty four. So when I first saw the Phantom Menace, I didn't hate Jar Jar. I was right on the brink of like being a little too old, but I was still young enough to be like, I kind of see where they're going for. And I think like it was, it was that generation's like Ewoks, right? Like yeah. I think older people when, when, when Return of the Jedi first came out, like older people that were looking at, we like, why are there teddy bears running around hitting stormtroopers with sticks? Like, come on. Hey, and-
2: look, Mark, it's more like, why not? Right. Yes, that's pretty great. If we didn't have Ewoks, we would never have Willow. Remember that movie? Right. Well, yeah. he, was, he, was, he, was, back. he was, he was, the Ewok. So yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: they're,
0: exactly. they're doing a Willow show on Disney plus, right? So, um, anyway, uh, that's, that's a, that's a good, good answer. We don't hear that one a ton, but I think we've gotten that one before Phantom Menace. I think, uh, Robbie, I know the, was it the last episode had that on his top three. Um, so not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, n-
2: unbelievable. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite character.
2: Uh, well, Maul, I mean, over the years, I think he's had the most character pro- progression, right? I mean, from being just an angry, seething man to a chicken robot, all the way to training his brother, and then, you know, yeah. begging for mercy again yeah. from the man he wants to kill. I mean, then we have the whole Ahsoka plot, everything, plus, what, was it a solo movie he made? A yeah, cameo like, at the a brief right, right? cameo in Solo and, and setting up right. the Crimson
0: Dawn and all kind of... Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he's had a hell of an yeah. arc.
2: So, like... I mean, I don't know how many other characters have had so done so l- much with so little screen time,
1: right? Well, there are some who could argue, and I guess we'll see even that more of it uh, when we get the book of Boba Fett. That oh, Boba Fett's is this great mystique or whatever it is. He had you know three minutes. There's some some little blurb on Disney Plus right now. Oh, he's had six lines in the movie and like maybe two and a half minutes of screen time. But oh, the mystique. Uh, I would agree with you that. It, he's got nothing on Darth Maul. Um, cause yeah, he didn't speak not even in his own voice in, in that original film. And then he was chopped off. Yep. And, uh, and if you're not somebody who followed, um, things outside of the films, you, this is where I, I always kind of rub my head about solo. You don't have any idea why he showed up at the end of solo. If you literally never saw anything else. So kind kind of inside baseball, um, but for what he did. And for that time in 1999, um, without a doubt, the most compelling, mysterious, scary character I think they they've never rolled out.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. especially yeah. Uh, getting Ray Park doing something like that uh, when he was just a stunt actor. I mean, mm-hmm. look at him now, right? Yeah, look yeah between, you know. uh,
0: between that and the first X-Men movie, he played Toad. He kind of like, right. he had that... Yeah. That early 2000s kind of like, uh, coming out to, to play kind of thing. Right. Is is more than just a stunt. Like he, he played some cool wacky characters. Um, I loved
2: his looks in all his movies. He's still got it. I mean, he's got that presence, you know?
0: Yeah. And he, he's still like, he's still doing as, as recently as like doing the mocap for the, uh, Ahsoka mall fight in the last season of clone wars. Like he's still got the moves, right? Like how many years later? And he's, he's still swinging that double ended lightsaber around and, um, I mean, you can't get much more badass than that double end. Of, like, come on when he lit the second blade and like John Williams, mm-hmm. just, you know, sunk.
2: Right. The, blowing fire out the now. amazing
0: was- fire piano. Yeah. Right. Um, fire yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i just saw that meme of like the the piano on fire yeah. like john williams yeah the um right. i literally just saw that one uh, last night again like um, he was
1: like he was jerry lee lewis without the cousin marrying very good <laughs> yeah piano on fire yeah
0: yeah uh now fantastic <laughs> character and like like i said uh, robbie me, yeah. a couple of episodes ago has a, a mall tattoo that he's he's getting more more work done on so if uh, robbie if you're listening um i'm loving the progress bud uh sorry keep going
2: oh i I was just uh, saying, uh, Clone Wars. Uh, even the voice actor for him did such a great job, especially uh, with the last season. Kenobi.
0: Oh yeah, Sam Witwer. Like, he just puts mm-hmm. everything into into that. Yeah, role. He, it's, it's amazing. He's a he's a revolution in 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 Star
1: Star Wars talent, I think, for the new generation. He's kind of the guy. So that's awesome. Yeah. What yeah, about
2: your guys' uh, second favorite then? What, so what would be your our, second favorite character?
0: my second favorite character I don't know if I can narrow it down to my my first second see mine's fluid right. um uh, second favorite I'm gonna have to throw um, recently like honestly I'm loving Dinjarin mm-hmm yeah like I yeah I just I I think Luke is always up there as like my favorite character same, um, same. But I, I just I love the Mandalorian so much. It did so much uh, character development over the two seasons. You, for me, maybe and maybe it's it's the new father thing that I can like see a lot of that yeah. like growing with your kid and kind of leaning yeah. into the the fatherhood mm-hmm. thing. So maybe uh, right now he's he's popping into my mind. So I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna lock that in as my number two right now. I
1: mean, I hate to, to piggyback, but you know everything that you said. Is is absolutely correct for me. I watch uh, Kate, maybe every couple of months I'll watch that season two finale uh, of The Mandalorian, just because I'd like to make myself weep uncontrollably when he <laughs> yeah. when he says goodbye to his son, because you know, I have uh, I have two I have two sons myself, kind of a rocky relationship with both of them. Uh, so it's just yeah, it's, to watch him from the beginning is I can bring in warm or I can bring in cold, and then at the end he's all my son. Yeah, right. You
2: know, yeah. It's yeah. just yeah, yes, what a, little, a uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the little ball to his ship. Just talk because, oh, see, just a and, little and thing. The wife and
1: I are watching um, the whole series right now, and, and and we're we're at the end of season one, where he's you know gets him back, and he's like, "Well, there you go." He's just yeah. Perfect. It's just like it's it's I'm irresistible. Doing the same
0: thing. I'm it's doing the same. Uh, I, I I'm, I'm on season one of uh, of the second. Uh, er, episode one of the second season. So mm-hmm. we're, we're really close to, yeah, to this we just, rewatch. We didn't plan seven, that either.
1: Yeah, we're about to hit seven uh, and eight. And I don't know if we'll have time to
0: watch another well, by the time we wrap up. So
1: let's pick this up so I can get yeah, another yeah, episode for sure, before bedtime. Sure.
0: Come on. Uh, okay, last question. You started off mentioning the Empire a couple of times, but your, your choice is so far I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know where you're going to go with this. Light side or dark side? Which do you lean?
2: My favorite characters are dark. I mean, my second that I was going to say was going to be Grievous- Okay. Yeah, but he's not even on light or dark side. He's just a part mm-hmm. of the Separatist. He's just there. But, uh, I love the light side character, or uh, light side myself, but always the dark characters draw me. I mean, right. they're a lot more organic, right? They have a lot more human emotion as opposed to throwing it all aside, right? right. Which allows you to uh, sympathize a little bit more or understand their um, motivations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, I said it a few episodes ago, I think uh, it's it's good to, it's, it's more fun to watch a great villain. Uh, it's because they can do so much with a character. And when, when you get a villain that you can understand their motivations, or like you said, you can understand that human side of them and, and understand what, what they're doing and, and how they're getting there. Uh, but they get to play in that fun, dark zone. So they're more fun to watch. That's uh, mm-hmm. makes for great, well, even great better characters. a
2: great, great villain though is uh, seeing uh, a hero fall. Mm. Right, I no. don't think we've had enough of that in uh, Star Wars yet. It seems like we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. As
1: a
0: matter of fact, a hero, falls. maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, but first, I want to hear about ta- uh, about uh, about making lightsabers. So you mentioned yeah. a little bit about you just you kind of like just got into it by saying like, oh, we can do that better. But like, how do you go from like, I. I think I could make a better product to like actually fricking producing real lightsabers that people can buy. Like there's gotta be something in your brain that just like, cause like I think everyone looks at something and I can look at my little Hasbro saber here that I got like 15 years ago and say like, I think I could do better, but like I wouldn't know the first place to start. So like, tell us about, Making lightsabers.
2: Yeah. Well, I specifically don't make them myself. I have a manufacturer that does it. Uh, I use LGT, which is uh, the world's largest uh, lightsaber manufacturer right now. They have a pretty well system in place with a great product that, you know, is at a great price. Right. And that's where we went from it. I'm more of the artistic side with it. Right. Like in ideas. I work uh, with some local artists, uh, local being Canadian. Um, I've actually known him for over 20 years and uh, he's an operator right now. So uh, we do a lot of coordination with that. We have about six designs that we're making up our own that I was saying earlier, uh, but we put all of those on hold for the Xenomorph that uh, crossover. We really want the first tilt that we released to be a big splash. Until then, yeah. we've been actually uh, piggybacking off of our uh, manufacturer's designs. Well, if people you know, want to find
0: and see all your great designs, because there you do have some amazing designs, uh, it's crsabers.ca. And I'm again, so happy to have a Canadian. Uh, uh oh, site on the show, which is which is awesome, I'm, but uh, srsabers.ca.
1: Numbered. Well, I live in Michigan, it's yes. practically Canada, so yeah, it's close uh. enough, close <laughs> enough. Honorary,
0: uh, honorary title. Um, oh and you, you also, okay, so you're in the store you just mentioned there. So, so tell us a bit about the store and, and the grand opening that you guys just had.
2: Yeah, so uh, we've been mostly an online business for the last uh, year and a little bit. But uh, seeing how much growth uh, has been happening and uh, starting to become one of the uh, leaders in Canada, we thought a uh, dojo would be the next step, which... uh,
0: Bang, bang, bang. That is so awesome. Uh For anyone not watching the video version, you have to check it out for a second. He just spun around and showed like a full-ass training dojo for lightsabers. And, you know, since uh,
2: that was already in the works, I thought, why not get the storefront going together, right? So we did a little bit of the investment with that. We just moved out to uh, Chilliwack back in uh, September, and just things flew along. Uh, One of my customers is actually a uh, martial artist, and uh, we have another one possibly coming on board that was uh, internationally uh, ranked uh, top 10 for kendo and was on the British kendo team before wow. so if he joins us that's gonna be really crazy and it was just really spur of the moment i'm a a little bit of a loose cannon as i was saying earlier so i just do things first before i think of them i had no plan for the store it just one piece at a time it all came together like this right crazy that's also i'm that's exactly what i am very crazy (laughs) I'm definitely not Thanks. a sane one and the wife uh wish she probably wishes she knew that beforehand,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> I think you need a little bit of that in business because you if you if you second guess yourself, you're gonna talk yourself out of a business decision because all businesses are crazy until they succeed. And yep. you know, you, you have to have a little bit of that like. Unhinged. I'm just going to do this and let the chips fall where they may. Kind of mentality, and I love that. That you just kind of lean into it. That is so awesome.
2: That's exactly just how it went down, right? I saw that there was a very little uh, support in Canada for it. I myself Mm. uh, wanting to buy one after uh, having the poor experience that I had. um, Just literally created that need. I saw a need. I saw that no one had it, and. If it worked out, it worked out. But if it didn't, I mean, there was not too much of a loss. In, well, I guess there's always a big loss, but Yolo. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh,
0: so, I don't know if you can talk too much about your designs yet, aside from the the one that you have, or, or you know where you're leaning towards. But let's let's first let's go back and talk about some some canon, some actual Star Wars character lightsabers, and which which one's your favorite.
2: Well, we have a few that actually just came in today that's not on the store. We got the second half of Revan, the spiky boy. Spiky boy. She's all wrapped up right now, but. Oh, man, that's cool. A little bit awkward that to hold, but so you cool. always have to have. Yeah, set, I was just
0: going to say, it, how's, uh, yeah, how's that yeah, one to actually swing around in the dojo? Like, that must be a little awkward, but, like, it's so badass to look at.
2: Yeah, I think it's more of a shelf queen, but you definitely could use it for dueling. Nice. These just came in today are Fulcrums.
0: Ooh, yeah. very nice.
2: The uh old oh, school Obi Wan?
1: Oh yeah.
0: very nice. Very Wait, nice. one more story. <laughs> Charlie, while well, he's grabbing that, what's what's Obi- your favorite? One, episode one. On. Oh, episode oh. one, Obi Wan. There we go. I yeah. am uh,
1: I am super generic. Uh, I don't have like oh well my thing really favorite is the thing from Kotar and this and that. I just love the the classic through the ages, uh, Anakin, Luke Ray. I-, I love that blade. Um, I, o- I own, I uh, own, I own a couple. Uh, I have a-, a, resin one that hangs from the belt. I'm a cosplayer, uh, by the way. Um, and then I, and then I do have, a- I do have a Hasbro one. I know I roll, <laughs> yeah, <nothing laughs> which, which I use, one. which I use. And I've not, I've not cosplayed as Luke in, in a long time. So I'd- I would love to get back to it. Um, But uh yeah, I had my sights on Luke's kind of post Empire Strikes Back look, which would which he actually uh acquired a Temple Guard yellow blade lightsaber. And when I was serious about that about a year ago, I was trying to figure out where I could get one.
2: And now we meet. (laughs) Um I have one more I want to show you guys now, just because you said Temple Guard. All right. Mm -hmm. I'll be right back in two seconds.
0: Yep, no problem. I'm gonna while while he's going to grab that, uh, I do have to agree. Um, now that I have it tattooed on myself, the, uh, the Skywalker saber, uh, mm-hmm. for sure is, is, you know, classic, but you can't argue with it. And he's bringing out a lightsaber Pike right now. Oh, shit. My <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that that is awesome. That's
1: a whole lot of stabby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is going to go really well next to my Aquaman trident. Um, oh
1: my. Yeah. Trident. One in each arm. Throwing those at those throwing those throw those sea monsters in your front yard, yeah.
0: Well, sure. Chris, Chris, I was talking to you about uh, maybe thinking about getting the double-ended that you can separate, but that one that one might move on my list. Oh, you're killing oh, me goodness. here. Oh, no. Are
2: you guys a fan uh, of Pong Krell? No, you remember him I, from Clone Wars, the uh, evil Jedi. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do. He, yeah, I, he
1: was he was a big cat, just like uh, what's his ass? Uh, Single-handed
2: double lightsaber.
1: Oh,
0: wow. My.
2: So you could have four. Lightsaber with your two hands oh my gosh wow.
0: okay as much as i hate pong Krell, that's kind of badass
2: right exactly he did, he did he, he'd love to hate him i mean you know he's a good character if you hate him that's right. just how it works
0: he's the dolores umbridge of star wars <laughs> I, I will <laughs> like if you're a harry <laughs> potter fan or if you've seen those movies like she to me she is worse than uh like any other villain because she pretends to be bad. Like at least Voldemort was just like or she pretends to be good. Like at least Voldemort right. was just like I'm evil. I'm a like bad son of a bitch. I want to murder everyone. She was just like, no, I want to help you. But like deep down she was evil and pretending. And that's the same thing with Punk We're like any other villain is just like I'm gonna murder you, and he's just like, nah, I'm a good guy. Don't worry about it. But I'm gonna murder yeah. you. Like, uh, I just oh, that.
2: he oh, may die, but it's a good day to die. He's, he's a very a Klingon friend. Jedi. It's very Klingon. Very yeah. true.
1: All right, kids, I gotta I gotta steer us back on track. Okay, what, uh, where where are we now?
0: So we are. Uh, do you have a favorite design from your shop, or are you, you hyped for the alien one? This is the last. It's last really hard to pick. Pick. So crazy.
2: Yeah. Um. <laughs> I actually had a couple made uh, for me by another guy who uh, does LGT work, but he um, actually uh, customizes them completely himself. He does all the engraving by uh, hand and such. Let's wow. see if I can get a picture of it. It's not here yet, but I want to give him Send a shout the out picture and I'll put work. it in the video. Mm. All right. Right, nice. Well, I'm going to do a quick flash of it right now.
0: Okay. Oh, my God. Ooh. That's amazing. Yeah, you're going to have to send yeah. me that because I, I need a good quality picture of that to put up in the well, video version. Yeah. So, uh, so that's really that's My
2: favorite. Uh, his yeah. name is uh, Silas Cross. Uh, he's in the States as well. Uh, right. He works with uh, Blue Bulls Outer Rim uh, parts or Outer Rim parts. I can't remember exactly the name, but good people. Wow. Good people. Amazing. And I just love to support the community as much as possible. So, you know. Awesome. But that's uh, my favorite out of store one. My favorite in store one would probably be along the lines of. Uh, Anything without the control box. So the farm boy, you know, uh, Luke's, it's great, but it, that control box makes it really hard to spin around. It's great for mm-hmm. that aesthetic, but not very functional in that context, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. So right. the simpler ones are a little bit more of my jam, but y- all the beautiful ones you got to have on the wall. You yeah. just, you can't not. Just Every so time an order comes in, just- you got to play for an hour or two. Right. <laughs> it's just the way it's got to be. Oh, Absolutely.
1: Alrighty, uh, righty, Well, I, I I'm tromping at the bit to talk about this. so let's give her let's let's jump into the news here. So for the last several weeks, uh, uh, the, the 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 do no wrong folks at, at Hasbro uh, in their Haslab project, which is a crowdfunded uh, action figure project for the Black Series, which is a line that I collect. their newest piece, which they brought to market in a horrifically lopsided back asswards way, uh, was was a Rancor that was, you know, 44 inches tall. It was it was gigantic. However, when they decided to launch that simultaneously with the G.I. Joe Skystriker, which I am uh, watching right <laughs> now, because I have funded it, it is just about to hit its tier one in 50 more backers, and it has little little less than three hours left. So I, I'm kind of watching it like a hawk, because I want to get an extra action figure out of it. Um, yeah. But no, the, the uh, Hasbro went to market uh, with an unpainted version of it on day one is their marketing. So they, they were already behind the eight ball. They were completely unprepared. And they also didn't have their tier unlocks. And tier unlocks, if you're unfamiliar, simply means that if your number of uh, commitments reaches a certain level, which the Sky Striker is about to do, you get for the same cost another item. So they dragged ass with with the Rancor doing that. Uh, they finally rolled out tier one unlock was a couple of plastic uh, bones like there something that Rancor had eaten and shit out basically. Uh, there was a Tauntaun skull which made no sense uh, and then the, mm-hmm. tier one also gave you a cardboard background Oh, wow. so that's,
2: that's nice at, that's th- nice. at this <laughs>
1: point numbers really started to slow down then they announced that they were going to drop a repack of salacious crumb which was not at all part of that scene so it made no sense and then a repack of Jedi Luke. Okay, that one actually made sense. People were yeah. clamoring to have Ula put in. You know, the slave girl. Uh, that is yeah. on D- Disney's do not make list because it's too salacious. So, but not a crumb. Um, so, uh, that didn't happen. They and, and things really started. Things started to not only stop, but they started to go backwards. They were at... Uh, 6, thousand subscribers ended up close to 4,500. They were really going backwards. They oh. dropped just a few days ago. They were gonna drop a new figure uh, in the in the form of the rancor keeper, never before released was not enough to get the job done. Midnight came and left, and they ended up several hundred short. So colossal mm-hmm. marketing failure. Uh, and a colossal, I think, uh, demonstration of, of of poor leadership and not listening to your fans. Your fans wanted some very specific things out of this when it was announced, yeah. and Hasbro said, "Why don't you take this old bullshit that we're just going to repack?" And it's great. Start, you know what? It, it, it this story, this event really punctuates the perception that oh god star wars fans will buy absolutely anything for any right. price this thing was right, 300, yep. 350 bucks by the way 350 bucks more expensive or at the same price point as the wildly popular uh razor crest that was done for the vintage series of the yeah. modern day three and three quarter inch black series they six inch figures yeah. um and uh sub- and other subsequent projects that they had on the marvel side like the sentinel and different ones that were super successful right. um so I was super excited to see this fail. I'm not going to lie to you, because <laughs> because well they they absolutely said you know what uh, you're gonna you're gonna buy what we sell you. This is what we're giving. You know what? It's not done. We didn't put the time in. We don't. You know what? You're gonna buy it. Shut up and buy it. Just do it. Well, people yeah. chose to speak with their wallets and basically to give Hasbro the middle finger, which uh, I'll insert into this segment at least our one bomb fuck
2: yeah good pick i'm very happy happy about that (laughs) so and you know know, so so sometimes uh keeper for a second though that scene made me sad when he's cuddling up to him as he's dying like yeah i i that scene had no right to make me feel that bad for rancor and yet now every time i see rancor i'm like he's just misunderstood Right, 100%. Oh,
0: they're just trying to you know was, get through. He was,
1: he was just a hungry guy looking to eat a, a person. This, you know, I mean, come on, yeah, who would hey, been in that spot?
2: You don't know what when the, his last dinner came. Those bones well, have been there for a while. He had literally eaten uh, the the slave girl
1: just before.
2: <laughs> you think oh, that's sorry. enough for him? That's like a breadstick, yeah. Right.
1: On. Well, one of the other oh, I'm sorry. One of the other repacks was the Gamorrean guard, so you are supposed to get excited about that. So you had. Yeah. You had two set pieces that made sense for the scene, and then you had one that didn't make any sense, and then you had the one that people really wanted that Disney has forbidden Hasbro to produce. Yet Hasbro wouldn't come right out and say it. Uh, this is something that was just really kind of determined by hook or by crook. So it's, it's a nightmare. Heads will roll. People will lose their jobs, and I think they're going to be a lot more, there's going to be a lot more focus groups and a lot more market research before you see something like this come again. But I'm glad, I feel like, I feel like the little guy won, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense, over the big dumb corporation that just says, hey, you're going to buy, you're going to buy whatever we put in front of you. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited. I love it.
0: Sometimes the backers back out, and other times people decide to build their own lightsaber shop because they're not happy with Star Wars. (laughs) Either way, way, the fans will come up with their own uh, their own solutions. Uh, Gotcha, Chris. Are are you a collector uh, of of other Star Wars stuff, or are you mainly like focused on lightsabers? You have helmets, figures,
2: money, man, way too much money. Our basement was recently flooded, and I had a uh, Star Destroyer unbuilt down there. Oh no, Lego. $1,000 Thousand dollar star destroyer. Oh my god! Yeah, rough. I've got a I've got a pretty good sized collection. Unfortunately, I don't bring it here, and the reason why is that people keep trying to buy my collection. Right? <laughs> Not <laughs> for sale. They, they see people, it in a store; they think people, it's for sale. People yeah. see something I'm in the a business; business they think everything's for sale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And so after a couple of those conversations, like maybe I'll just I'll bring it all back home. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense.
0: So. yeah, for sure. Uh, the next story. This one's this one's been on our list for for to talk about for a couple of weeks and it's it's up and down will they won't they who knows what's going on but uh, Rogue Squadron may not be as dead as we think it is Charlie you have been especially excited for this one yes uh, so I want your thoughts but basically Patty Jenkins dropped out of the Cleopatra movie she is now focusing her attention to Wonder Woman three and Star Wars Rogue Squadron uh. I have still not seen Wonder Woman two. I've heard I, very mixed things. I will. I will tell you that the the subtitle of
1: Wonder Woman three is likely to be "There's nowhere to go but up" because it was <laughs> it, it, no, it was it was yeah. dreadful. That's, we all sat there. On yeah. We all sat there on Christmas Day, and my favorite meme of of it was uh, someone saying. Wonder Woman uh, 2 was so bad it, it would have made people get up and leave the theaters or it did just because you know covid I don't know where we were with letting huh. people back in and, and a comment below said Wonder Woman 2 was so bad I got up and left my house <laughs> 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 which I wow. just love it was yeah. it, yeah, it, it, it was it, it was abysmal and I wanted it to be great the first film was great uh, mm-hmm. I like I, I like Patty Jenkins as a talent I don't know where they went wrong with that uh, but yeah, Mark, you and I, uh, you know, thinking about the Rogue Squadron and the X-wing stuff—that's that's my jam. I mean, you see mm-hmm. the helmet here, and the helmet is actually a showpiece uh, for um, for a, an OC that I do in cosplay. Who he happens to be a Rebel pilot, who's a colonel. He, he commands a flight squadron on a uh, on a Montcalmari cruiser. Uh, I changed his name recently. i I'm, I'm gonna blow up his name. So anyway. I won't tell you. Uh, I have an outfit for him. My next project for him uh, is to get him a more traditional, you know, jumpsuit. Um, I, I have my cosplay partner Miranda. I made her my XO, and I, you know, she picked the character name, and I helped her build an outfit. So I love the X-wing stuff. I love the rank and file normal people that you see in Star Wars who are out doing stuff. Yeah. Um, that's that's really a gem of mine. So to, to have a film that's based around that, uh, and then to and I think we were really griping about this on on uh, on SFU when Todd and I were talking about it. Um, you know, Mark, when you and I were very new doing the show, they had that big, they had that slate announced nine shows and two of them are dead. One of which is the Rangers of the New Republic. They said, well, we didn't have scripts written anyway, so it's good. We're like, well, why the hell did you announce it? You don't have anything going on. <laughs> what kind of back ass words bullshit is that?
2: Not that I have strong uh, feelings. About, I'm one of the guys that, that likes to put the cart before the horse so I can see where they're coming from. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Gauge a uh, fan yeah. interest and then, you know, see what they say, then start building the story around what they're wanting, right? Sure, I mean, they basically did the same thing with Sonic. They throw out something that looks bad and they know that everybody's going to complain, <laughs> right? Very, so they weird. make the improvements after so people can't complain about it and say, well, at least they listened.
0: Yeah. And now you have Idris Elba voicing Knuckles. So what the hell? And actually, uh, the, the voice actor for, for tales, uh, from the cartoon, I believe is actually coming back to voice the, the live action show that was just announced today. So, uh, beautiful, some Sonic beautiful. the Hedgehog news, but let's get
1: back. Patty Jenkins. Beautiful continuity. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So this is great. I, I, like Patty Jenkins, uh, as a, as a talent. Uh, it says that it was initially slated to launch uh, production early next year. Um, but the commitment uh, for Wonder Woman 3 have pushed it back. So it doesn't know. We don't know necessarily when that would be, but definitely thinking 2023 or later. But mm-hmm. when it comes to these variable dates of oh God, when are we ever gonna see it? You know, God willing, we'll all still be here. So it will be fine. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like, oh, my life won't be complete until I see this movie. It's right. not like the it's not the itchy and scratchy movie, you know what I mean? Oh yes. <laughs> tier tier one unlocked for the sky striker. So good. Oh, deal. Sweet. So, so hey, now congrats. I need I need another three thousand in the next two hours and forty five minutes. So guys, get to clicking. I need uh, you each it. to buy nope. fifteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, nope. but no. This. this... Uh,
0: but uh, no, that's great. I'm I'm happy for you. Yeah.
1: Good. All right. I'll stop now. So okay.
0: <laughs> uh, Chris, where's uh, where's Rogue Squadron fit in your excitement level? You 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 up. Honestly, this, this is the
2: first time I heard about it. I was going okay. to ask, like, is it going to be a show or like no, so brand opening? Everything. Um, I've been so busy. This is the
1: the only movie on the movie
0: slate. It's the only thing.
2: And then it was, it was, Um, it
1: was announced to be dead a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah. So uh, it's basically, it's focusing from what we know so far, she's, she's focusing it. uh, And this is why we were so excited is because she's focusing it on uh, an X-Wing squadron and she's building it around basically like stories from her dad, who was uh, a world war, I think two vet, um, who, you know, flew fighter planes and she grew up around like, uh, you know, air force bases and, and talking to all these pilots who hung out with her dad and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very personal story for her, kind of building it around these personal stories of her dad and his team and all that kind of stuff that bringing it into the, the world of star Wars. So, uh, to, to Charlie and I, like, that's been very exciting because, um, like you kind of said about the villains, it's, it's cool to see this fantastical stuff in star Wars, but it's a little bit more interesting when we get the human side of it and see that fallible side. That's um, you know, that, that gives us more interesting character development. So uh, rogue squadron kind of seemed to be, and, and not only because it's the only film that's been announced for the next few years, um, but it kind of seems like it, it might be a little bit more grounded than like space wizards and, and laser swords and stuff like that. And, and not that, I mean, I love lightsabers and obviously you do too. And you know, that stuff's fun, uh, but like, I'm this could be a
2: fun diversion. Right. right? So, um, oh, yeah. so hopefully we'll hear more Maybe. about that soon. And, they need to make yeah. an empire side of that at the exact parallel time. Cause like, think about on one star destroyer, there's gotta be at least 500,000 stories going on at once. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And we uh, need a the radar technician movie too yeah
0: yeah right i uh i love i kind of loved that uh, about i don't know if you're a big video game fan but uh star wars squadrons if you played that you played yep. it as both the, the back the in the old days the, the, yeah um but you know like there, there's a newer game that you actually uh like for um xbox one playstation 4 and it plays on the newer systems as well um that's uh that that centers around the same thing and you flip between empire and rebel and uh fly all of the the different things and it's 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 a really good game but cool story as well you see both sides yeah yeah Yeah, it's uh it's good um okay i think that's it for the news too cool so let's get into really the the reason why you're here the the reason uh the the, the meat of this show episode 3 Revenge of the Sith for anyone tuning in for the first time we've been doing a rewatch recap of all the movies chronological order this is the third one and uh, Revenge of the Sith I think for me I I think it's my favorite of the prequel trilo- trilogy uh, just because I'm a sucker for that big action stuff oh God. This starts off with a fantastic kind of space battle uh, yep. that, that then leads directly into two Jedi. F- literally one of them flips out of his, his, uh, right. his uh, fighter and, uh, and just starts chopping stuff up. And like, it just, it just goes and it's, the, the, the you know, it slows down a few times There's some memeable moments, but for the most part, this is just like, go, go, go action, action, ready to go. Uh, and, still holds the record for longest sword fight in cinematic history. I was history, about to bring that up. Which, uh, which is why I reached out to you in the first place. So, uh, Chris, where
2: does, uh, where does this one fit into your Star Wars rankings? Honestly, it's right up there with The Phantom Menace for me. It's one of my favorites. I mean, you turn her against me. You <laughs> did that yourself. Love it. I mean, the fact that we have a 15-minute lightsaber battle, Although I'm really sad about uh, Clo- uh no, no no, Kit Fisto dying so fast to Palpatine at the end. It was. I mean, it was. That so was me.
1: It was tough to watch that because you had you know, and I watched it just today again myself. Um, but to watch that scene with uh, Mace and the three guys, you know, Palpatine does his spinning. Yeah. That's a good trick that he just launches out of his chair, <laughs> and that is the most bizarre set up that whole scene because every time they cut back to him, he's making basically his O face every time he's like, yeah. But when he, to go back to what I was saying, after he does his corkscrew, he lands right into one of them, slashes back, cuts down another, chop, chop with Fisto, and then zaps him up. In the book, which is not canonical, uh, he beheads Kid Fisto. I remember reading that. So that's kind of jacked up. I'm glad we didn't see that. Um, Wow. But yeah, that was, yeah. Seeing Palpatine with a lightsaber is just, his face is just very discomforting. It's very it's very upsetting because he's enjoying
2: it too much in a red rocket kind of way. I don't really dig it. Yeah. So there's actually a reason uh, behind that scream. And it's actually apparently supposed to be a force ability where it throws uh, your opponents off completely. This is why it's like guttural and you can almost hear uh, a bit of harmony in it, right? Like it's two to three voices. Like he's in harmony with himself. Wow. Well, I thought that was pretty interesting, That's neat, but it's also kind of like, well, I guess they're just trying to explain that off at this point, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. How many, uh, how much of that was, uh, was foresight into a cool force ability and how much is like, I don't know. He did this really weird shit. while well, let's, let's, let's explain this, uh, as a force ability. So
2: that's, I, I like that explanation either way. It kind of makes it more watchable. Can we also like uh, address the fact that Palpatine's worst enemy is himself? Because every time he dies, it seems to be because of his Force Lightning.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he does. Equal. It's 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 kind of like you know the the guy who jams his hand in the snowblower. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. yeah exactly. He he should wear a sign around his neck that says "I need an adult." Yeah, no, right. He is, or he's, wearing, or he's wearing a fucking helmet. There's my F bomb for the segment.
0: Yeah, well, just, is it I one just one per the That's moment? where we're going with Charlie. Okay. Oh, did we say? <laughs>
1: oh, oh, I thought I thought you just said one per sentence, and I'm like, but I thought we talked yeah. about that. We weren't going to do that. We were going to. keep I thought it. you
0: weren't drinking this time. No, that's uh, no. Right, right. no. this is this uh, is 100 uh,
1: <laughs> percent Michigan Irish cranky. <laughs> I love
0: it. <laughs> that works. That works. Um, Charlie, where's where's this one fit into your overall? Like, I mean, Star Wars? Or, or even your prequel uh, You know,
1: for the prequel, I'm with you. This is this is the gem. They got it right. Uh, and I've said, the, I think I said to both of you guys today, the last 30 minutes of this film makes the previous two films worth it. Um, but that 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 is really selling short the first 30 minutes of this film because that space battle, just that uh, the drums of war, which which really t- obviously takes me back to. Uh, Ron D. Moore's Battlestar Galactica filmed in British Columbia, by the way. God, that is to me the finest sci-fi show after Star Trek, because I'm a Star Trek guy. If you can't tell, I do a show um, ever made. But the drums of war segueing into those Jedi fighters careening into this miles and miles of cross patching ships blowing each other up. Star Wars, to me, had never done anything so great until that point. And then people started talking. (laughs) <laughs> then, we were, then we were fucked. That's number two. Um, but yeah, that that last 30 minutes and the struggle and the I have the high ground and all that still does not hold up to that first 30 minutes. That was, my God. It was spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. It's everything Star Wars should be. I think even Oxtra uh, said in our last recording because we talking about Star Wars, it's not called Land Wars. Why is there so much shit going on on the land? We should be in space where we're blowing things up and having a war. So this... That first thirty minutes, that segment really delivered. So it's still, still my favorite.
0: Uh, within, I, within that, I, I think that covered my next question, which was going to be like some of your favorite scenes. So, Charlie, we just heard from yours, uh, Chris. Any anything stand out to you for favorite scenes?
2: Well, I mean, I still can't believe Anakin uh, destroyed that one youngling. They called him a master when no one else would. I mean, come on, man, biting the hand that feeds you. You finally got right. what you wanted here. Right. But also I I'd, still can't I'd, believe uh, uh, that they keep pulling uh Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan from like distant far planets out of the ring and changing their missions just so they can handle one thing, yet they have a whole Jedi order. Right? No 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 we gotta get Obi and Annie. It's kind of like uh well They're it's that janitors. way in, it's that way in yeah. you know Star Trek, it's like,
1: well, we've got a whole federation you see on this map behind me. But I really think we need uh, Jim Kirk and the Enterprise to go handle this thing that it's going to take them three weeks to get there. Not that there's not fifty other ships that are closer. Jim Kirk got to be Jim yeah. Kirk.
0: Yeah. No, I, Obi and Annie, for sure. Like they're the janitors. You send them to clean up the <laughs> shit. Like that's right. That to me, that's just what they like. The Jedi Council is like, oh, just we, send the the jackasses. Did, like they're going to jump out of something and do something. Like did yeah. we
1: end up seeing them with the pink sawdust? You know what I mean? Or or you know the big mop yeah uh, <laughs> oh my Woo! Oh, tough. seven. Uh, tough room damn <laughs>
0: um i aside yeah i mean i i always go back to the sword fight in this one for my favorite scene so i i'm i'm gonna stick that and i love how it cuts back between yoda's fight and obi and annie's fight like it's just it's 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 so great like that that last what, 40 minutes 45 of just uh Mustafar and everything else but i i also i love uh anything on Kashyyyk is uh is good for me and uh just the the, the small moment of i'm going to say Anakin because he's he's really I think it's like the last moment of Anakin where he's crying on Mustafar and everything's kind of fire around him. And you see him, and he's he's got this brooding anger, but he's he's shedding a few tears. And I think like that is Anakin dying and Vader taking over and you just see everything that he just did kind of hit him. And it's before that final you know, that final battle. and uh, But he, he just he just wiped out the separatists. He just did all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I, I think literally that's you're watching Anakin die, and he's, he's just crying and uh, trapped it inside that. It reminds
2: them. me of a few things that you're bringing up there. like uh, You know like when a child has just too much put onto him and they're at that breaking point, they're angry and frustrated and crying at the same time, and they just can't get it out? That's what it reminds me of. But another yeah. tip that you might not have uh, realized is that his eyes change color a few times there. Yeah. right so they go red and orange when he's uh first killing the younglings and so on and so forth but as soon as uh he sees padme they turn back right o- obi-wan comes back the fire comes back in right apparently let's yeah. do the fact of uh you know uh, the force showing their emotions palpatine mm-hmm. didn't have that issue because he was able to control it and hide the dark side whereas anakin was brand new and learning how to uh you know just handle the dark side of the force in general right that's totally yeah, great part. That's amazing. Amazing set, little stuff. Um, one thing
0: that I will say about this one, because I don't know when else we're getting to it. Maybe, and this might tie into some favorite character stuff that, that I'll ask in a second. But uh, one, while I was rewatching this, I was questioning and asking myself, how does being a lightsaber master octogenarian Sith Lord not even crack the top five most badass things that Christopher Lee has done in his life.
2: Oh, uh, right. I was <laughs> like, just appreciating him earlier today, like all that. It was amazing. holy shit. Uh, so that, but that little scene again character. to
0: start off, like, yeah, it's, ah, shit. it's so, Crazy. so good. Yeah. Um, that if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look up that man's life. Like he is James oh, Bond man. and a metal Dracula singer, metal band. Like yeah, right. He's um, just ridiculous. Um, he could have
2: uh, married a princess, and he had uh, the go ahead by the father, but he turned it down. Like <laughs> how many people can say this? No, right? No, yeah. No, I was I was just reading that today.
0: No, his yeah. his life could be turned into a movie, but no one would believe it. Like it's one of those kind. Of, like it's just ridiculous. Who could you get to act uh, for
2: him? I no mean, more. like, who could really do Christopher Lee, <laughs> right? No. Uh,
0: so I guess, yeah, let's, you know what, that'll be the best segue that I can come up with. Who, Who's your favorite
2: characters in this? Because I'm, uh, like, yeah. Still Maul. I mean, uh, Din, because I'm a new father myself. I have a two-year-old and a second one coming, a little boy on the way in March. Hey,
0: so, congrats. I mean,
2: like, having that, like, heartstrings that you were talking about earlier, uh, as a 220 pound man, I cry quite a bit because of that stuff. You know, it's yeah. I'm crying. You're crying. Shut up.
0: Yeah. In, um, uh, in this I mean, movie, particularly
2: any favorites uh, that stick out? Christopher Lee, uh, Grievous. I mean, like all the characters were so fleshed out. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people give hate on the prequels and stuff like that, but it was just the new thing to hate. Right. So now yeah. that the pre, or, uh, the what? sequels are come out, everybody hates the, uh, loves the prequels. Right, right. Have you noticed yeah. the paradigm shift? Right? I
0: did, yeah, and I, I noticed when that was happening on Twitter, and it was just like, wait, wait, we were, we're liking the prequels now. yeah, when did this You're happen? This, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> let's okay, I can get on board with that. Uh, Charlie. Meanwhile, I've favorite been here characters with in era. this one
2: people uh, flags the whole time, right? I mean, the only person
1: who seemed to really keep his head on a swivel during this film was, was Obi-Wan. You know what I mean? He, he, he seemed to have direction. He seemed to have purpose. Uh, he largely maintained his approach without undue emotion. Uh, you could really tell that he was broken apart uh, by Anakin's betrayal. You could tell that he was really torn up by what was going on at the end of the film. But he still kind of... Did what he needed to do, even though Yoda had to kind of poke him with a stick—no pun intended—to uh, yeah. get you know to get him to get out there and, and kind of do what he had to do. Um, so I I, I like Obi Wan's journey more uh, than I do um, really that of any other character in this film. I mean, you know, Padme was useless in this film. Uh, Anakin was childish and foolish, so he was driving uh, the bus. Uh, you know, none of the other great actors like Samuel L. Jackson, you know, could, could chew on the words that George was throwing them, but Obi-Wan managed to, to kind of keep the ball rolling, can keep his eye on the ball and make those tough decisions. I um, counter you with Dooku
2: because for the, for the eight minutes that he was in the movie. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to think about the whole arc in general, right? Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. we are segregating it to one movie, but he never really was Sith. He never had those evil eyes. He was a disillusioned Jedi that fell from the ranks, right? And it was more of a political and um, uh, idealistic reason for leaving, right? He was uh, unemotional. Uh, he did these things for a specific reason, knowing that Palpatine was a Sith Lord and eventually he would uh, have to overthrow him. All those changes that had to be changed because, you know, you can't be in power for 900 years and not become de- uh, uncomplacent to the uh, troubles around you, right? Like Yoda did. I'm going to yeah. say Dooku.
0: All right. Interesting. All right. I like it. it. To Charlie's point, I think, yeah, Obi-Wan was, you really started to see him sadly a little bit too late, but become who he needed to be to guide Anakin. Uh, So this whole time we've been talking about uh, from, from episode one, Qui-Gon's death being the thing that eventually I think kind of led to, yeah, the, the catalyst of, of where Anakin ended up because he needed a father figure. And exactly. as he says in this movie, I was your, you were my brother. I was your brother, right? Exactly. It's, it's, they were brothers. Brothers. It wasn't, you weren't, I was, you know, you were my son, Anakin. It was, you were my brother and he didn't need a brother because as we saw in episode two, they just kept egging each other on. It was like, I can jump out of a building. Well, I can jump out of a flying car. Well, I can do this. I, you know, and it was like it. in this one, we finally saw, that it was one of them needed to take the step back and one of them needed to be that calm level-headed person. Sadly, it was too little too late, but uh, we finally saw him start to become who he needed to be. So yeah, Charlie, I I have to agree. This is kind of where, uh, we, we really saw Obi-Wan step up, uh, like I said, too little too late, but, um, you know, at least he kind of put Anakin in his place. Uh, it right. didn't quite work out. Cause as he was leaving, right. uh, you know, Palpatine was going to pick up his leftover barbecue, but um, that's, huh. you know, well, <laughs> that yeah, it is what it is basically. So uh, overall importance of this film to the overall star Wars saga. How, how important do you guys think this one is?
2: Uh, I'd probably get at least give it an eight to a nine. I mean yeah, like if we are going I mean, on a number scale. I mean it yeah. does it does
1: fulfill the direction of the the Skywalker saga. It's that pivot piece where you go from uh it's war but everything is, you know, all the players are on the chessboard where they're supposed to be uh to, you know, now everything now the chessboard is upended and we don't know what the F is going on. So right. um yeah so yeah, I would I, I would agree with that, definitely in that in that neighborhood of the yeah, me know, too. S-
0: seven eight nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um what on on that note saying, you know, it's it very important, is there anything you'd change? Chris?
2: I just can't believe they uh, let Shimmy die. All of this could have been avoided if he just didn't kill those Tuscan raiders. They didn't have to <laughs> like say that he was uh saving for her or get them back in touch with each other. But they literally couldn't pay the quids that was needed just to save his mother. The one Mm. thing that he still had attachment to that they were worried would bring him to the dark side. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was in the previous movie, but still, that point, it gets me every time. Yes. Yes. I hear you. I hear you. We'll we'll count
0: it it because it was kind of, yeah, that one catalyst moment uh aside from just like the general overall like we said with with Obi- obi-wan and, and the guidance there, but I think that was like the one like that's when we saw Vader right yeah uh, and that kind of led into everything that that kind of kept snowballing in this uh, in this film so uh good good choice. Uh, Charlie, anything about this uh, this movie you change?
1: Uh, without a doubt uh, having a screenplay for this would have been great uh, written by somebody <laughs> who knows how to write screenplays. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they, they didn't have that. It's, it's, it's more scenery chewing, uh, you know, for the lack of, and I'll, I'll touch upon my somewhat glib answer to the next question, because one of the worst lines of dialogue was about, you know, one of the five or six exchanges between Anakin and, and, uh, and Padme, this where their, their attempt at, you know, maternal, or I I would say marital small talk is, is absolutely, uh, horrendous. Uh, so yeah, a, a real honest god screenwriter. The plot of it wasn't bad, but to have editing and pacing in, in, a, in a script uh, written mm. by somebody who actually does those kind of things probably could have helped a lot.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so Charlie, Charlie, you've you've been counting your f bombs this whole show. I, uh, this this movie is one of the rare PG thirteen. Star Wars movies. Uh, For anyone that doesn't know, PG-13 actually allows one F-bomb. Fellas, Charlie, maybe we'll start with you on this one. Where would you put the F-bomb in this movie?
1: That's a tough one. There are so many great choices, but I I thought to underscore the worst of the terrible dialogue, I would absolutely put an F-bomb in there uh, where... uh, Anakin is talking again to Padme and he, and he says, no, it's cause I'm so fucking in love with you that they sound like, they sound like, they sound like, you know, teenage surfers. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. On the, so during this rewatch, I have to pause there for a second because I, Anakin hesitated when Padme said she was pregnant and I really want a blooper cut of just Hayden Christensen saying like, but I've been gone for 10 months.
2: Uh, but that anyway, so Chris where would I you put
0: it. the F-bomb
2: <laughs> I got a bad fucking feeling about this
0: <laughs> I like it I'd uh, personally I'd put it on the uh, the youngling when uh, Anakin oh, yeah. ignites his saber uh, Master Skywalker is it Zzz, fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it just fade to black uh, that, that'd, be um, the, <laughs> that'd be it star wipe that'd be it star wipe and then all the kids are dead so um, so uh and and speak okay speaking about dead that's another thing that i on this rewatch we've heard so many things uh of of people wanting uh mace windu to be the one that rescued grogu or mace windu to show up on one of these shows uh book of boba fett there's a ton of things like fan art of of an aged kind of mace windu showing up in the book of boba fett in your own personal headcanon Do you think Mace Windu is alive after getting electrocuted and thrown out a window? Because we've seen Jedi survive being electrocuted. We've seen Jedi survive bigger falls than that. Badass Mace Windu, alive or dead? Charlie. Ask me one more time. Do you think Mace Windu is alive or dead? In your own little headcanon, after this movie, do you think he survived?
1: The Jedi do such unbelievable things that I think he's alive. Alrighty. I think it could have been one of these. He flew through, you know, he flew through a window of a skyscraper and lost his memory. And so maybe he spent the next 20 years as a, a homeless stumble bum uh, on the, uh, on the, the streets of the low, lower levels of Coruscant. And maybe there's a story in there that he gets another bump on his head and he's,
2: ah, his memory comes back.
1: Could be. Maybe Chris. That. Yep.
2: Well, I mean, It could go either way. I mean, you've both probably seen that little uh, CG fan film of him uh, taking out the stormtroopers as an old man and blind one eye. Mm -hmm. I like where that goes. But I mean, with how often people do fall and they don't die, he's got to be alive. But why wouldn't Yoda or anybody else know about it? Why would he still be hiding? I mean, he was the guy that was able to beat Palpatine. If there was anybody that could come back from it, why has he been away for so long? Right. Where's his Starlack? He must have had <laughs> to get out somehow. And where did he go? Right.
0: And that's it. And maybe it is, uh, you know. And and it we've uh, obviously we've seen other Jedi masters cut themselves off from the Force. They're embarrassed. We saw Yoda yep. take off and go into exile. We saw Luke do the same thing in the sequels. It could Rubbing be that kind up. of thing of like you know, everything's done. He doesn't know where Yoda went. He thinks all the other Jedi are dead. He's gone into maybe hiding, plotting, planning. Maybe he is the one that rescued Grogu and some shit happens there. Cause we're not a hundred percent sure what happens right in those years until, uh, you know, Grogu is kind of rescued by Din. So something, something kind of went down, but, uh, right. Right. you know, well, yeah. So it, I, I like to think that Mace Windu's uh, an alive, badass uh, mf uh running around with, with one arm and one eye and uh, doing something under like the scenes. But a, yeah, well,
2: maybe we'll a see. mechanical hand.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we've seen crazier stuff. Um, so overall kind of like, how do you feel about this movie? I think we kind of, we kind of touched on that. Um, Chris, you said you gave it a number rating. What was uh, what was your number? It was
2: about rating? eight or nine. Eight or nine. A few Charlie? things I don't get though is like uh, you know, um, Obi Wan being like you're supposed to be you supposed to bring balance to the Force,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: we have a man that reduced thousands of Jedi down to two <laughs> and rule it to a fifth. <laughs> the Force is balanced.
0: balanced. Yeah. Too good. Too bad. Can't go yeah. much more balanced than that.
1: Right. Exactly. Correct. Yep. So. I would, again, you know, the advent of an actual script uh, in the screenplay could have made this so much better. Um, I will, st- I, but but it hurt it hurted enough that I'm still going to kind of place it at like a uh, maybe a six or a
2: six five. A uh, Star Wars. Yeah, I definitely better. have bros glasses.
1: Yeah, Star, Star Wars did a lot better, but holy cow did they do a whole lot worse. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, certainly for this trilogy, uh, they, they did actually bring it to its own conclusion
0: of sorts. Mm hmm. I can't remember what I rated the other ones in the the prequel trilogy. So I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to give this one a number because it is definitely, it's my favorite one of the prequels. Um, I'm going to say this is probably around an eight for me. I think, uh, you know, it's, it, I, I, like I said, I'm a sucker for big dumb action pieces. Not every movie for me has to be, uh, you know, character development and, Great plot and all this kind of stuff. You get two space wizards flinging around laser swords, and yeah. I'm I'm happy. Give me a you know, thing of popcorn and call it a night. Um, so that, that for me, like this movie delivers in spades and, uh, we see Yoda doing some more badassery. We see just some space battles and some other great, just great set pieces and stuff. Uh, so I, I love this one. So that's, uh, that's kind of where we are. I'd love to hear from, from any listeners. Uh, so tweet at us, join our discord and let us know what you think of revenge of the Sith. Chris, I want to thank you again for joining us tonight. It has been an absolute pleasure. Please tell people where they can find you online and get your uh, your amazing lightsabers.
2: Yeah, uh, we're having a complete uh, site relaunch, and hopefully, the academy side will be uh, implemented soon. Uh, so, www.crsavers.ca or facebook.com/slash crsavers academy would be facebook.com/slash crsavers academy, and you can find us in uh, Chilliwack, BC, four six two five seven Yale Road me anytime because I'm never free.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Perfect.
2: Uh, in in, in
1: essence, he's quite expensive. There we go.
0: I, uh, you know, I, I, I've been out to BC, maybe twice, I think, uh, it's, it's been a few years. Um, so, you know, next time I'm out there, I definitely have to look up your store and, uh, and take a few lightsabers for a spin. Uh, it sounds like fun.
2: Definitely. Feel free to ding my walls anytime excellent, <laughs> excellent. How, how, how
1: excited well i have wanted to go to bc for a very long time to do a to do like a battlestar galactica like walk Pilgrim. the path kind of thing yes to yeah. go to camp to go to cam or something like that so I would, I would love to see all that so were i to do so you would be on my list that's very very exciting stuff so awesome yes thank you for joining us this was a lot of fun
2: thank you for having me guys i had a great time it was a blast
0: Anytime, man. Anytime, you're uh, you're you're more than welcome to come back and uh, chat Star Wars and lightsabers any single time for sure, Charlie. All right. Want to tell people where they can find us?
1: Let's roll it up on out of here. But yes, you can always find us on the major socials, uh, Secret Friends Unite. Google that stuff. Uh, You're going to find us over there on Twitter. Uh, You'll find us, obviously, on Instagram. I try to do a little bit more with that than I probably don't. Uh, And of course, we have a very vibrant uh, Facebook community uh, for discussion and geekery since uh, 2014. Excuse me, 2013. We've been around for a long time. Uh, But you can find me over on Twitter uh, at the at the C3, spell it out. Um, I'm also run the USS Grand Petoskey, which is a Star Trek fan club here, uh, in Michigan and just generally love talking about things geek. So that's where I'm at.
0: Excellent. You can find me pretty much everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and I'm on Twitch now trying to get, uh, some, some video game stuff going, but that's, I'll save that for co-op mode. The other podcast that I do here on the network, but everything is the underscore canardian. So that's, uh, that's where you'll find me online. I love it
1: totally you awesome to well, nice. friends as always thank you for joining us i'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on
0: trucking not trekking mm-hmm. that's why i say on the other show sorry exactly may Talk the force you. be with you rex play us out this podcast is part of the secret friends unite podcasting network